joining us for Mississippi Prospects, a podcast focused on economic and community development across our state. Hosted by me, Jeff Rent, and brought to you by the Mississippi Economic Development Council. When you hear people talking about economic development, what they're often speaking of is industrial development, which is only one piece of the true economic development pie. Another important piece of this pie is community and commercial development. Think of it as diversifying your investment portfolio. Joining us to talk about her award-winning commercial redevelopment program is Lindsay Ward with the Southern Mississippi Planning and Development District, where she is the Economic Development Manager for the Workforce Development Division. Lindsay has been with the Southern Mississippi Planning and Development District for nearly four years. Please welcome Lindsay Ward to Mississippi Prospects. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. So before we get into the specifics of the program, can you share with us why Southern Mississippi Planning and Development District and the city of Hattiesburg felt like there was a need for this program in their area? That's a great way to introduce it. And I am going to refer to us as SMPDD, if you don't mind, because we do have a very long title. So we'll be here for a little while if I did that. Um, But this is actually a program that we're very pleased to offer in our group. Our planning and development district covers the southeastern 15 counties in the state. And so the commercial redevelopment program has been something that we've been working on since 2015. And so this program has allowed us to incorporate it in other communities. And we approached the city of Hattiesburg with it when we were discussing some redevelopment needs and their downtown community. Mayor Toby Barker, we've been working on this with him for probably about a year and a half. And so this program actually almost grew what I want to say, you know, naturally and organically, because this was a conversation that we started. And he, with his vision and, you know, with his staff with Ann Jones, they've actually adopted it and said, we want to be as proactive with this program as possible. So that it's been a great partnership that we've had with them. And there, Hattiesburg is actually, I want to say, in the heart of our, our territory almost. We have offices in Hattiesburg and Gulfport. And so we already had a very good relationship with the city, I like to think. So it kind of it, it happened almost organically for us. And there was a need, obviously, for this type of program. What were they looking to accomplish? With this commercial redevelopment program, our biggest need and why this program was created anyway, starting back in 2015, is that we saw the need for the redevelopment efforts of vacant and blighted buildings. And so anybody that's in our field knows that it's actually more expensive to go into an existing structure sometimes, especially if it's in a historic area. And so this program, how it began is that we saw that some developers needed that extra help or extra incentive that we can refer to it as to get that started and to help get them off the ground faster. Let's talk about the criteria and evaluation process for approving eligible areas because it's not just a big blanket. There are specific areas designated uh, where development would qualify. Mm -hmm. And what did you do to determine what areas would be eligible? Specifically for this project that we're discussing with the city of Hattiesburg, where we looked at were the areas that had the most need. And so in economic development, there are certain areas in a community that will be fine on their own. They don't need assistance. They don't need incentives. They're going to develop naturally. And so what we saw is those areas sometimes in downtown communities or in specifically in the city of Hattiesburg, in that Ward 4 area, it's called Twin Forks Rising as well, they needed a little bit more help. And so what this program did, we are very proactive and structured with this development in that in specific areas that needed the most assistance, such as wards four and five, um, excuse me, no, ward one and four, we looked at and we did a lesser incentive grant. And then wards two and five actually got a higher reimbursement grant rate. And so 
we really looked at those areas that needed the most help and would give them the most assistance, if that makes sense. And so some areas like your downtown communities, they some of them are fine on their own. You can see Hattiesburg. They've had some development. They've had breweries look. They have other restaurants come in. However, some of those areas that are less likely they get the most assistance. Did you look at any HUD data or census data, low to mod income yes. tracks? There are some things that we looked at that. And the beauty of this program too, is that this is done in an in-house point of view. So this is done internally with SMPDD and city of Hattiesburg. So we looked at where hadn't had the most redevelopment, where had there been less, you know, business permits, construction permits pulled for. We did look at all that whenever we approached the city with this project. This is a tax rebate program. Essentially. So when it's referred to as a commercial redevelopment program, a big thing that needs to be remembered about this, it's for commercial redevelopment, which sounds obvious. And so this program actually uses that over and above increase in that sales tax. And so that 7% sales tax that most communities get, you know, that 7% is standard in the state of Mississippi. We looked at that percentage for the over and above increase for that reimbursement grant. So that's the big thing I think about our program. You can't just, you know, get accepted, get qualified, and you automatically start getting this grant. You actually have to produce those commercial sales. So it's not like, you know, congratulations, here's a ribbon cutting, here's a check. No, you have to produce year after year. So it's a really big win for the city because you have a vacant or blighted building that has been redeveloped, thankfully, but you also have commercial sales that are being produced and pushed that would not have otherwise happened. So it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting balance. Sounds similar to, uh, not necessarily in its goal, but the tourism tax rebate operates similarly where the you know taxes are collected Correct. and then rebated back to the developer. Can you break down of how you calculated the rebate amount? That's a that's a great question. So what we look at for this re the rebate amount for the reimbursement grant, we actually you know, I, I like to say we. So this program began at SMPDD before my arrival back to the organization. So what they originally looked at is they wanted to look at maximizing that reimbursement grant at a third of the redevelopment cost. We believe it's important for that developer still, to still have quote unquote skin in the game. And so it's 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 important in that facet because you want them to still have ownership of that building, that property and still have buy-in. And so the reimbursement grant is capped at that third of the re- pre-approved redevelopment costs. So they can't come in year four, you know, after this has already been approved and say, well, what about this roof we just fixed? You know, we're gra- glad you fixed your roof, but that's not that pre-approved cost. So it's, there's a very balanced way that we look at it. So that's calculated on the front end. Correct. Do you issue a certificate or a notice? What do you give them? We have have some legalese that happened before this is actually, you know, those boring details that occur. But so when they receive their certificate of occupancy, that sets off, you know, a deadline, almost like a trigger for us. And so it sets off a clock. And so we make sure to have those pre-approved expenses from the development. So it needs to be the owner of the building, the one that's actually put the funds into that redevelopment. We'll look at those and we'll make sure to go between with the developer and the city to make sure everybody's happy with that pre-approved cost. And so some, like I said, we've used this program throughout our SMPDD area. So, you know, fortunately the city of Hattiesburg has allowed that the actual cost of the purchasing of the property, the purchasing of the building can be included in those pre-approved costs, which is big. And so this program will encourage for other development in those particularly blighted areas. So this can't be a developer that's held on to a property for 25 years and now says, you know, hey, I bought this in 1985 for this amount. I'm glad you did. However, this is for recent ownership. So are you looking for specific types of developments uh, like retail restaurants? 
restaurants or is this a broader initiative and can also include industrial? That's a great question too. So as I said, we stated before, this is for that commercial redevelopment. So part of that, that operation needs to produce a sales tax. A lot of the times when you get into industrial development, things like that, there's not an actual sales tax that's produced. They have their own types of taxes that, you know, I will not get in because I'm not the expert in here, but it's important for the entity to be a commercial related business. So more, like you said, on the retail restaurant side, those are big winners here. And the beauty of this program, it's a very scalable operation and reimbursement grant. So a lot of people, I think, believe that, you know, those bigger developments, I hate to say big box, that they're the big winners here. They they could be a winner, but this can also be for your mom and pop operations that want to, you know, own a restaurant in downtown Hattiesburg or, you know, have dreams of opening up their own business. It's a very scalable operation depending on what those actual approved costs are. Why is it important to have this type of program uh, focusing on, you know, the retail and the restaurants and even, you know, mom and pop up bigger? Why is that important to the economic mix of Hattiesburg or anywhere where you're operating? And this is a personal, you know, myself, I believe, but I think it's I think these type of operations that we're pushing for and we're trying to help encourage development of there, I don't want to call them the forgotten development, but I feel like a lot of our incentive programs that we have and a lot of push that we have for recruitment efforts aren't necessarily geared towards them. And so we talk incentives in the state of Mississippi and everywhere, not just in our region. And a lot of it's geared towards that big industrial manufacturing operations, which is fantastic. I believe in incentives. Obviously, I think that's important and huge. But forgotten a lot are these, you know, mom and pop developments, these downtown developments, because like I said before, where we're shooting for this program is vacant and blighted buildings. So typically these are the forgotten areas of a community. And because, you know, you have the bigger and brighter areas, the shiny things that, you know, they're going to develop on their own and they don't need our incentives, like I said. But this is for those communities in those for those areas that need the help. It's exciting to hear this because in my time over with the state and we heard from a lot of smaller companies and businesses and they felt, like you said, they felt forgotten and left out of the the process and the opportunity to qualify for some incentives to help them defer some of the costs that the headline grabbing projects were getting, you know, these much larger, which were traditionally industrial projects. So this really is kind of closing the circle, so to speak, and giving a lot of new people opportunities to benefit from uh, a very good program. And I like to think so, too, because with this program, uh, in my mind, I think everybody wins. The city wins because they're getting a vacant, blighted building off the property. The city will always will get their sales taxes that they've always gotten. We're talking about the over and above increase in those sales taxes. So the city really doesn't have a risk in this game. Honestly, the developer who wants to invest, who wants to do this, this is a benefit for them because this is, in my mind, that added cherry. It's not going to create a project, but it is. it could help them in those future years. Maybe they're having a rough year and it could help them in the future time frame. How long do they have to collect the maximum rebate? What we look at before, as I stated, they have that reimbursement grant is capped at a third of that redevelopment cost. Those approved costs. But what we also have is our term limits that we did imply here. And so with the city of Hattiesburg project, they do have a maximum term of 15 years. So what happens is the developer can reach that one third reimbursement grant cap in year 10, which is excellent. But they can also, you know, wait until year 15 and sometimes they, they might not reach it. But if, you know, if they don't, that happens, you know, and if they do, that's great. I've seen a lot of great incentive programs over the years flounder uh, because they were often really so complicated that the developers actually decided to forego a lot of the paperwork and they just 
gave up on the incentive program. Do you work directly with the developers throughout the entire program to make this process easier for them? Since I have been at SMPDD, they, I have been fortunate and I have a great director and our executive director has allowed me to take this on as my sort of child here at SMPDD. So I have been able to handhold and walk people through this program since its inception. And I'm very fortunate about that because it's my own personal passion project to see old buildings be redeveloped. It's a, it's a somewhat hobby of mine. Fortunately and unfortunately for those individuals, they get to deal with me the whole time. So I will hold their hand from the application stage all the way through every single year that we work these reimbursement grant caps. That that's incredibly fortunate. Uh, I've heard companies in the past and they've been frustrated when they have to deal with 12 different people in an organization to get through one program. So having a single point of contact definitely makes this more efficient. It does. And so we're fortunate with the city of Hattiesburg with this particular program, with the partnership that we have, because we also have those allies within the city. And so, like I said before, Mayor Barker, who's been a big ally of this program and Ann Jones, who is his chief admin officer, CAO, they've both been big advocates of this program and they've been a huge asset for us in this partnership that we've had with the city. So another partner would be uh, Department of Revenue. Correct. And where do they come into this? So the Department of Revenue, that's a great question because whenever this program began its inception back in 2015, we went through a process with actually the attorney general's office. We wanted to structure it up in a way that was foolproof in the beginning because we didn't want any loose ends down the road. So we made sure to get attorney general's opinions on the program and with the Department of Revenues to get this program approved before its inception. You don't do this alone. You have partners in this and Department of Revenue uh, is definitely comes into play. What's their role in the reimbursement process? The Whenever this program began in 2015, we actually worked with a lot of statewide agencies to get this inception off the ground. So that included our, we actually worked with City of Ocean Springs with this, and we actually also got our an attorney general's opinion on the program because they, they knew whenever this program began that we wanted to structure it in a way that was foolproof. And so in that inception, that beginning, we also approved it with the Department of Revenue to explain what this, you know, what the structure of this group was going to be and how those reimbursements was going to come down the line. The biggest partnership in this program is that partnership with the city. How the, the whole heart of this program is based on that over and above increase in sales tax. Each city in the state of Mississippi gets 18.5% of that, you know, minimal 7% sales tax. And so without that partnership with the city, the, the program wouldn't exist because it's all based on the sales tax coming from the Department of Revenue to the city's general fund. So it's a big, big partnership all the way around. So Lindsay, what happens if a developer decides to sell the building or their business before they've received their maximum rebate? Part of what happens if we have a project that's interested in using this program before it's fully accepted, we have what's called a tri-party agreement. And in the three in that tri-party would be SMPDD, the city of Hattiesburg and that developer. So if a developer, let's say they're interested in selling the property near 10 and they have a portion of the reimbursement grant left, what we'll do is as long as those three entity approve. So we'll, you know, whether it's an amendment to the actual application or what has to happen, we'll make sure that all three parties are on board prior to that sale. So as long as everything gets pre-approved prior to them selling off that property, it would typically be kosher. And that's really an additional incentive for somebody maybe for whatever reason, looking to get out of what they've been doing if they're retiring. Um, 
that is transferable. Right. And that's a big thing too. So as I said before, the program is scalable. And what I've seen using this program elsewhere in different locations, those mom and pop developments, they're not looking to sell within 15 years. So that's not for them. But you do have developers that are very interested in finding those historic buildings, getting them back to you know, being able to be occupied, whether it's commercial, whether it's multi-use, what have you, and then selling it in five to 10 years, depending on what, you know, what they're pre-approved, what they, they know what they have in the building to have to make a profit. Can they also, uh, qualify for other incentive programs from other areas. You've talked about historic buildings Mm -hmm. and there's obviously, you know, historic building tax credits and other programs. Um, can this be put into a package? I am a firm and personal believer in what I like to call braided funding. And so whether that's braided incentives, what have you, the biggest thing to be wary of that I would say for that. So I think, yes, historic tax credits, that would be great if they can get a property tax abatement. That's even wonderful. Or, you know, we're going to not going to talk about TIF, but, you know, if (laughs) if they can do a TIF, that's great, too. But the biggest thing I would say would be if that project in this, we've talked about this with the city of Hattiesburg, is to be wary of double dipping. And so I think those incentive braiding those incentive opportunities would be great. But this particular program, the commercial redevelopment program only deals with those sales taxes. So if they wanted to do something with those property taxes, whether it be abatement or what have you, that's fine, but just make sure not to do anything else. Any other incentive programs with those already occupied sales taxes, because those have been already obligated. So the program was approved in August of 2019. So it hasn't been around very long. Mm -mm. What kind of interest are you seeing in this program and have you had any projects qualify? We have actually had our first project with the city of Hattiesburg is currently in redevelopment stage now. And so for anyone familiar with the city, the old boom boom room that's in downtown Hattiesburg is being redeveloped. And so I personally am very excited because it's going to be a great asset to downtown Hattiesburg to have that building back up and running. They had wanted to have it back for the city of Hattiesburg does a big New Year's Eve party. They wanted it to be operational for then, but, you know, technicalities and what happens when you redevelop a very old building. But we're hoping to have it up for, I think it was March. They're looking at HubFest that's coming up, I believe. This really boils down to community development and quality of life. Mm -hmm. And you're creating space uh, in areas that are attractive to people and where they will want to live. How important is creating that environment and really raising the game on quality of life and improving it. Uh, how important is that to SMPDD and, you know, the surrounding areas? That's a very, very important topic for me personally and for SMPDD because an enhanced quality of life will create an enhanced quality of place, which will bring people to the downtowns wanting to live in the city of Hattiesburg and our area. So the more that we can redevelop and help create these quality of places, the more our stronger workforce that we have, essentially. It's all very interconnected between workforce development, economic development, community development. I mean, it's a very blurred because they're all connected. And so by creating these quality of places, by creating, removing this blight, removing these vacancies, you know, it's the broken window theory. We're creating a place where we, people want to cohabitate and live and work and play. So it's a big, it's a big mixture. It's a big opportunity. And we're just happy that the city wanted a partnership with it. And we're just happy to help and make it a better place. And being in Hattiesburg, 
you know, this also boils down to one of our biggest exports in Mississippi are people, Mm -hmm. graduates. So you've got, you know, Southern Miss and then we have the community college system and our high school graduates. We're exporting them to our neighbors and other areas. And this really addresses part of that problem. And talent retention is really important for us growing. And Jeff, you know, you can have a different podcast on your own talking about the brain drain efforts that we have in the state of Mississippi. (laughs) Well, good. I'll have to go back and listen to it then. But as you know, I do qualify technically as a millennial. And the thing that I've personally seen is that you have specific age demographics that want different places to live. You know, you have people that are in that quote unquote millennial. I like to call them the working age population, but you have those that want to have families in downtown walkable areas. They don't want to mow their grass. They don't want to have have to keep up with their own house or properties. And so that kind of quality of life and quality of place is what they're looking for. That big, those, those safety aspects as walkability, the fact that they can just walk downstairs and get a cup of coffee, that's what they want. And I mean, that's what I want. And that's what also a lot of retirees want. And so it's finding that big kind of mixture opportunity to create that kind of quality of place. So where can somebody go, a developer or an individual who might be listening? Mm-hmm. Where can they go to find more information about the commercial redevelopment program and who should they reach out to? Like I said, this has been my child. So if they want to reach out to SMPDD, they can reach out to myself. You know, they can feel free to email me. My email address is lward, W-A-R-D, at smpdd.com. And you can also reach us at 228 868 2311. They can feel free to reach out to me. And if you reach out to the city, they know about this program as well. And we have big partners in the area with the Area Development Partnership. And so, honestly, this is a big opportunity. We're all working together to see this happen and use this effectively. Well, congratulations. It sounds amazing taking a proactive approach to commercial redevelopment in Mississippi. Lindsay Ward, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Mississippi Prospects is brought to you by the Mississippi Economic Development Council, the Mississippi Development Authority, Cooperative Energy, Greater Jackson Alliance, Entergy, Mississippi Power, Tennessee Valley Authority, Watkins and Eager, Butler Snow, Jones Walker, and produced by MWB Studios. If you have questions or comments, join us on Twitter at MEDC Info.